Buckle up. You are listening to Musicians and Beyond with Sarabian and Lahorn, where we bring you the backstage info on the life, lyrics, and long journeys of the music industry. Today is episode number seven zero, and we're going to be talking with up-and-coming artist Ava Connell from Georgia, and she's going to tell us when she started her music career, her inspirations, and she's going to play us one of her recently released songs, so... Let's bring on, without further ado, Ava Connell. How are you? We are doing wonderful here in Boston, and how are you today? I'm great. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, you know, we are, like, privileged that this is your first ever podcast. So excited. I've never actually done any type of interview, podcast, anything. Well, awesome. This is all about you and your time to shine and brag about all the things that you've done in the past and all your things that you're looking forward to doing in the future. Yeah, I'm super excited. Lay it all out on the table. That's excellent. I, we want to hear it all. And where are you living? I'm living in, like, right outside of Atlanta, Georgia. So I'm in Kennesaw. Excellent. Excellent. You've been doing music since you've been younger than 12 years old, I understand. Yes, I have. Um, I started playing guitar when I was about 12, um, writing way before that. But I started, to, I recorded my first song when I was 13. Wow, that's crazy. 13 years old. Did you write the song yourself? I did, yeah. Wow. How did you learn about how to write music? Because it's really not an easy thing. Yeah, it's not at all. Um, But I do, I feel like when I was probably about like six or seven, I started to just want to write like novels. I was like, I had it set that I wanted to be an author. And I spent a lot of time around my grandmother who was big into poetry. So when I was younger, like me and her would just sit down after school and just write and as soon as i realized that i wanted to play guitar and i wanted to do music i was like this is perfect like i just kind of joined forces and um i would write songs with her so that's kind of how it happened cool it's kind of cool to do something that you love and get paid for it absolutely yeah that's that's great so do you remember your first song that you wrote yes um it was called i wish you would um it's actually one that i wrote with my grandmother and I believe that was one of the first ones I wrote. Um, And it was just about like a rough time I was going through with one of my friends in middle school. So it was, I think for me, music has always been a really great emotional outlet for kind of dealing with like emotions. And especially growing up, I'm so glad that I got into songwriting as early as I did because it helped me to face emotions and like say, you know, I, I don't like that I feel this way, or I love that I feel this way, and really dive into it. And that's what that was for me with that first song. Right, right. That's pretty, uh, pretty interesting that you've been doing this for so long, at such a young age. I mean, it's a quarter of your life already. Yeah, it's awesome. I wouldn't have it any other way. So let me ask you, why did you choose music as your path? Um, I would say probably just because So I used to go to like concerts with my mom and stuff when I was younger. Um, My mom got me into like Sugarland and Carrie Underwood and all that. And I would just listen to it every day on the way to preschool. And so I think that kind of instilled a love for music. And so when I was going to these concerts, I was just like, I want to write my own songs. Like I want to, I want to be up on the stage. And so it just kind of came naturally with like my love for writing. Yeah, that's awesome. And anyone in your family musical, is that why you got into it? Um, not really big into music. I think 
just my grandmother's like writing was a big thing. And then my stepdad did play guitar. So we always had guitars laying around the house, which I think played a big role in picking up the guitar for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandmother also played piano. So good. So you have a little bit of musical genes in your body. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> That's good. And you had mentioned a couple of names that your mom had taken you to different concerts. Who is your biggest influence at this point in your life? At this point, I would say Megan Maroney is a huge one just because I identify with her very well because she is from Georgia. And I think she started really getting into her career at the same sort of age point that I'm at in my life, performing in Athens and things like that. So I just think that it's it's also really cool to me how she started writing so late in her career, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is cool. So, right. yeah. Well, it's never too late to go for your dream and go for your passion. And you were lucky enough to find your passion in your dream at a young age. I was, yeah. So, very- yep. so you're playing around Georgia and you also go back and forth to Nashville, if I'm correct. Is that right? Yes, I do. Um, Nashville's really been an outlet for me to meet people. So, you know, when my mom, I was first telling her, I really want to go to Nashville. She's like, why? Like, there's so many places that you can perform here at home. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, no, like, I want to meet all these people. So when I went to Nashville and I sit down and do writer's rounds and I listen to people perform, you can learn from people. You can see who you're creatively compatible with and who you would want to write with. And that's where I've met all of the people I've co-written with. Right. So you just did a big show not too long ago at the Commodore. Um, yes. That was a writer's round. Yes, it was. In, in the um, networking is unbelievable. So years ago, people used to be fighting for the same spot. And it seems that a lot of our guests lately have been talking how everyone does a collaboration and actually helps each other out. Absolutely. The community in Nashville is unlike anything. It's totally stands for a type. Like it truly, you can ask anyone anything and they're just an open book. They'll tell you their experiences. They'll tell you, Hey, this works for me. Hey, maybe don't do this. And that was really important for me when I first went to Nashville, because I was just clueless. It was, it's such a big city. It can be intimidating. Yeah, no, that's good that people reached out to you and gave you some good advice. What was the best advice that you received and who was it from? Um, Gosh, this is hard. Um, Probably Natalie Murphy. I wrote one of my favorite songs, Mural on Broadway, with her um, when I was visiting Nashville. And she told me to just keep reaching out to people. And when you get no's, it's really just a redirection. It's not rejection. It's not, hey, you're not good enough for this. It's really just this wasn't my path. And I need to focus my attention somewhere else. Yeah, That's awesome advice because sometimes the no believe it or not, leads you, like you said, somewhere else. And that is the golden ticket right there. A hundred percent, because this industry is filled with no's. I've received a hundred times more no's than I have yeses. And I think that if I didn't have perseverance to be able to say, you know, just because this person doesn't like my song doesn't mean it's not good. I mean, that's why people stop writing. And for me, I, I've been writing for so long that I never want the toughness of the industry to like suck the fun out of writing. Right. Right. And just because someone says they don't like something doesn't mean that they're right because, you know, music and art and all that is in the eye of the beholder or the listener. hundred percent. Yes. I actually did a co-write not too long ago um, with a family friend. He's amazing. So talented. And we were getting to the bridge and I was so excited about this lyric that I'd written. And he's like, you know, I just don't really understand this. And I'm like, oh, like, 
maybe we should just take it out. He said, no, 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 like leave it in. If this is a lyric that you believe in, if you understand this, that's all that matters because you're the writer. And that really opened my eyes to the fact that you can make your song anything you want it to be. And it doesn't have to be written for other people to understand. Right. So again, for our listeners, we are chatting with Ava Connell and she is in Georgia. And Ava, if people want to find out where you're going to be playing or if they want to watch some of your videos or listen to your music, where would they check that stuff out? So right now I only have one song out. It's just a demo, strictly guitar vocals, and that's on SoundCloud. Um, I do have a YouTube channel, TikTok, all that good stuff, just Ava Canal. Um, and I'm working on two songs in the studio right now that I'll be releasing on all platforms soon. Excellent. What is the song that's out on SoundCloud right now? It's called Co. It's named after Co Wetzel. Um, it's not about Co Wetzel, but it, it is one of my favorites that I've written. All right. Well, let's listen in to Ava Cannell with Co. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk to Ava about how she came up with the lyrics and tell us about her songwriting processes. So here is Ava Cannell. Guitar marks on my fingers Was a karaoke bar Wallflower Hiding behind a couple whiskey sours And then this boy came along We danced in the living room To our favorite songs all night long We were screaming Top of our lungs We sang it like it was our anthem I went home and told my parents He listens to code He played a ragweed the whole way home Brought me to freedom Through grown-out speakers My head loaded and throw my hands up in a suburb too small To sing a little louder until that summer wind We ran out of there He took me to Broadway, loud as hell Put the mic to my mouth and said might as well So I sang a song about a boy I used to know this is how it goes He listens to code He played a ragweed the whole way home Brought me to freedom through blown out speakers Daddy, you'd like him, you know He listens to He played a rag with the 
All right, that was Ava Canal. Ava, that was awesome. Can you just tell us a little bit about that song and how you came up with the lyrics? Yes. So um, this song was kind of about the fear of breaking into the music industry in a place where I grew up. It's just not as common as a place like Nashville to be um, so into music. And when I was in middle school, you know, going, doing America's Got Talent auditions, just doing all these different things, I, I kind of got the heat of it at school and that was really difficult for me. And that's where the lyric, um, a suburb too small to sing a louder, sing a little louder came from, um, just because it is scary. And, you know, especially when you're younger and you have peers everywhere, it's, it's hard. Um, and so I think Co Wetzel has been a really big inspiration for me just because some of his lyrics are just raw. It's like, he is just writing and he doesn't really care about what people are thinking and that's a really cool brave perspective and so for me that's what this song was about it's not about a boy who listens to co so much as it is um the line in the chorus brought me to freedom through blown out speakers so that's what this song was well that's a it's a great message i mean life can be scary in itself and if you don't take a gamble and go outside your comfort zone you're just going to be stuck in that little box. So it's great you're giving this message to people and in yourself, you're taking your own advice and going outside your comfort zone and going to a different city where you don't know anyone and trying to make your dream come true. Yeah, absolutely. And it's actually funny because going to this different city was easier for me than it was to sing in my hometown. So yeah, I love Nashville. Yeah, and where were you able to play in Nashville? Because right there on the uh, on Broadway, there is hundreds of fantastic venues. So I actually haven't played on Broadway yet, but I have done um, Winners in Nashville. I've done Commodore. I've done just different venues like that up rooftop, um, where they host a lot of writers' rounds. So that that's been a really cool place for me to play. Nice. And you were just part of the Nash Bash, which consisted of about 25 artists. Yes. Yes. So how does a young girl, yourself, go to a city where you don't know anyone and get on the bill with 25 other fantastic artists? Um, reaching out to people. <laughs> yeah. That's just the truth. Um, I will send emails every day. Um, try to make these connections and say, hey, I really like what you're doing and I want to be a part of it. And um, sometimes people will welcome you with open arms. Sometimes you don't get a response. But that's mm-hmm. what I did with Nash Bash. I saw some cool people that I followed on Instagram playing for their rounds. And I just reached out and said I wanted to be a part of it. And that's how that happened. Excellent. Let's give a shout out to some of the people that you have collaborated with. Who are some of the names that you've been lucky enough to collaborate with from out in Nashville? So most of my songs I have written myself, um, but I I did write Mural on Broadway with Natalie Murphy, who I look up to so much. And then Fallon Schultz, I met her at Commodore Grill, and I wrote with her um, a song called Love Spells. So that was really exciting. Um, and then my longtime like mentor, guitar teacher, who I've been working with since I was probably 12 years old, um, he has helped me come up with melodies and build a lot of my songs since I was that age. Excellent. So some of those names do sound familiar to me. One of our previous <laughs> guests was Michael Pace, and that is Fallon Schultz's boyfriend. And we are going to get Fallon on, uh, hopefully somewhere in the near future, 
and she's a wonderful, wonderful person, incredible artist, and just all around a great person. She's a good one to uh, to latch on to. Yes, and she was one of my first co-writes, so yep. to learn from. Yep, great, great. And it's nice that, again, you reached outside your comfort zone and someone took you under their wing. And then once you get established, you can do the same for another artist up and coming. Absolutely. That's great. As a young girl, well, you're a young girl, but as a real young girl, did you ever think that you would be a musician playing in front of, you know, 50, 100, maybe a couple of hundred people in in the future, probably more? Yes, honestly, I always kind of dreamed of that. I don't know if I really thought it would happen, but um, when I was younger, I was playing for my neighbors. I was playing, I only knew like three guitar chords, but I would just play for my family, my friends. My mom actually built me like a little stage in the corner of my room. Um, and she bought me a microphone, like the portable one, and I would always perform for my family. So Excellent. it's really exciting I get to live that out. Uh, what's the biggest crowd you've played in front of so far? Um, Gosh, I would say probably maybe 100. Okay, so that, that's a great amount. And being up on stage, you're you're in control of this whole room. So you have one young girl from Georgia standing up on stage controlling a room of 100 people. What does it feel like to you when you see the people, you know, tapping their feet or singing the words to you, what you're singing? It It's the most amazing feeling. It's the reason I get up on stage. Um, I have always kind of had some stage fright. And so it's scary for me to get up on stage, no matter how many times I do it. But that kind of validation of people saying, hey, this, like, I like this song. It, um, it makes you want to get back up on stage again. Right. It's interesting. A lot of the artists we have, we've had artists on here. You are on one end of the spectrum. You are basically starting out and making a good name for yourself. And then we have had other guests that literally have sold five or six million albums. So we have a, a big ray of um, of guests here. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> it, it, it is awesome. So that could be you someday. I hope so, yes. <laughs> you know, through your career, your short career so far, what have been the highlights of your musical career? Um, I would say the highlights of my career have been really my performances. I feel like that's when I get to share these songs. Um, also, you know, going to Nashville is always really exciting because I get to meet so many people. And I mean, I, I feel like those have really been the highlights is just meeting people and sharing the songs. Mm -hmm. All right. So Ava, what else do you want to talk to us about and let the people know about you? So I'm really excited about these next songs um, I'm going to be releasing. One of them is Mural on Broadway, which I've mentioned a few times because I'm so excited about it. Um, I wrote it with Natalie Murphy, and I actually was driving out of Nashville to go to the co-write with her. And I was just thinking to myself, what can I write about at this co-write? I'm going to bring nothing to the table. I'm going to go in and just be like this little girl who doesn't really know what she wants to write about. And I want to impress her. I want to make her think that I know what I'm doing. And so I, I'm driving down to Nashville and I had just gone through a breakup. And so I knew I wanted it to kind of be along the lines of that. Um, but I, I was looking at all the murals all over Nashville, like the paintings. I mean, they're on every wall. 
And I was like, that is what I'm going to write this song about. So when I got to her, I was like, so hear me out. I don't know if this is stupid or not because I haven't said it out loud yet. But I want to write a song about all the murals that you see all over the walls of Nashville and relate it to a relationship that is, you know, bright and vivid. And then it just fades over time and it like the rain washes it away and that sort of thing. And I think that's really what I do with most of my music is I I take a feeling or an analogy or, or something like that and I express it with metaphors and you know, obviously a relationship isn't a mural on that, on a wall in Nashville, but, um, that's, that's how I have learned to write is by using those metaphorical phrases to communicate like emotions or, or things I've seen my friends go through. Yep. It's interesting because that's a great concept of what you came up with. And what's very interesting about it is each and every one of those murals that are on the wall is someone else's story. And it's interesting. Like, did you, perceive what they put on the wall the same way that they did or did you see a whole different story we may never know right exactly and that's that's what i was thinking with my song was one of the lines i I don't remember off the top of my head exactly what it was but i think it was somewhere in the bridge where we were saying people look at this mural but they don't know our story like we do and um just really diving into like that idea behind the song was so cool because we were just throwing ideas off of each other and it was just it was the most most amazing co-write that I've done and we were just coming up with ideas left and right and it was it was really amazing so I'm super happy that I got to do that yeah that's cool that all your ideas came just from you know throwing them back and forth almost forced to come out with an idea how, yeah. how else do you come up with ideas? We've had people that say, oh, I'm driving down the road and all of a sudden something hits me or I woke up from a dream. How do you come up with a lot of the ideas? Honestly, this sounds cliche, but it's all emotions. It's all things that have hurt me or things that have made me really happy or, you know, a breakup or a friendship trouble or something that I've seen a friend go through or something that I've seen a family member go through. Um, Sometimes I'll even listen to songs and say, that's really cool. Or I'll watch a movie and I'll want to write a song about the plot of the movie. It's just, it could be anything that I see or hear that I'll write down and I'll just keep thinking about it. And sometimes I'll be sitting down for four or five hours just writing this song. But I think the most amazing songs I've written really have been ones where I haven't been trying to write a song. When I sit down with the guitar and I'm saying to myself, you know, I I need to write a song. I haven't written one in a while. I'm not going to get the best song. But when I'm sitting down saying, I'm just having all these ideas, um, it's always the best song. Great. That's kind (laughs) of, I'm kind of blown away on how this whole process works so differently for, you know, all the different artists that we've talked to over the years. I'm sure. I mean, I can't even imagine like you talk to all of these different artists and you ask them these questions about their processes. I mean, you should start songwriting because now you have advice from everybody from the beginners to the best of the best. Well, I don't think you want me to write a song, (laughs) sing or play the guitar. I think you'd rather have me on this end of it. And I'll let the music come out from the professionals like yourself. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, Where do you hope to play in the future? Like what is a goal of yours? Uh, venue wise well i'm sure you've heard this one before but the grand Ole opry um i mean i think anywhere where i could perform in front of thousands of people is the goal place Mm -hmm. i i love to have thousands of people out there who know my song and are 
singing it back to me on a stage. And that's, that's my goal. Um, but even if I, I'm not singing my songs one day, I just hope that I can at least write them and just still be writing music for a living. That's my main thing that I've always done is just wanted to write. Okay. Well, none of those goals are unobtainable. Anything could happen, right? The world is your oyster. Yes, absolutely. And that's that's always what my grandma has said. She's been my biggest supporter, her and my mom. And um, she's, I've always come to her and said, I really wish that I could do this. And she's just like, well, you can't. Just shrugs her shoulders like it's not a big, not a big deal to go sing in an arena or go, you know, open for somebody that I've idolized since I was like five years old. Mm-hmm. It's just... She, she totally believes in me. And that's what I um, want to go after for myself is just believing in myself to the point where it doesn't even phase me when I have an idea. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to work for that. And that's what I'm going to do. Awesome. I, I love your enthusiasm and your your goals, because like like we said, you can do anything that you put your mind to. I absolutely believe that. Yeah, that's it's the truth. So although you are young, if there was a younger musician that you were chatting with, what kind of advice would you give them at this point in your early career? So when I was, I would say 15 and I was going into high school and I had received so much like of a hard time from my peers when I was younger about writing and about, you know, showing your emotions so vulnerably through music I was scared that like I was going to get to high school and people were not going to have a good reaction and I was going to have a hard time. So I took a break from it. And that's my biggest regret in my career is taking a break and not capturing those moments that I went through in that like probably a year that I was taking a break is because I missed so much that I could have written about and documented in my life. And I, I just think that if I could give someone advice, it would be to not let the opinions of anybody get in your way because it just doesn't matter. I don't even talk to those people anymore. And, you know, I just, it's just irrelevant to a certain point. You know, I mean, it's not important and it, it doesn't define who you are as an artist. And when I go to Nashville and I receive all of this positive feedback from people, it's, it's, it blew my mind at first because I'm like, I never received this from where I came from. And, That's why I just think it's so important for young artists to believe in themselves, whether or not they think they're good or whether or not people tell them they're good. It's just important to do what you love. A lot of our uh, guests, you know, tell us that they do it for the passion, not necessarily the money. If the money comes along, that's fantastic. But the passion of actually doing the music and getting their story out there and watching, you know, their their guests or the, the crowd singing their songs. I mean, that's their biggest highlight. It is the biggest highlight. I mean, I think that, like I said, if, if somebody were to, and I've had this question asked to me by so many mentors in the industry who have done big things, they've signed big deals with big record labels or, you know, whatever it is. And they tell me, so what would you do if somebody came to you and offered you a record deal and you couldn't write your own music or you couldn't, you couldn't be yourself or you couldn't do things the way that you want to do them. And that took out the artistry of your career. And I said, I would never do that because that's not what it's about at the end of the day. For me, it really is writing. And that's so important to me. And I, I mean, even when I was taking that year long break, when I was younger, I was, I was still playing the guitar, even if I wasn't writing or I wasn't showcasing it, I was still thinking in the mindset of a songwriter and saying, 
oh, I could write a cool song about this. And that's how you know that you're an artist or you're a songwriter. And that's what you're meant to do is because it's like when you're not doing it, it's like you're just caged up. You're like, oh, but I want to I want to write this or I want to sing. And and that's just who I am. And it, it, to me, it doesn't matter where that takes me in my life as long as I'm doing it. Right. So, again, you're going with your heart and not with uh, what other people are saying. Absolutely. And you that's know, the lesson I've learned. Yeah. From that. You, you know, I, I'm sure you have people in your corner that are watching out for your best interest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure you've heard the music industry, not only is it tough, but it can be cutthroat and it can be a little sleazy. So, um, you know, you always have to have your radar up, as you know. Yeah. You know, when people tell you something they want to promise you the world and give you nothing in return so um, that's just my little piece of advice to you is be careful out there there are some great artists um i don't know if you're familiar with morgan miles she was on she's not you're not uh she was on the voice and she's a nashville uh, based artist and she has been a, a guest on our show and that's the advice she gave to our younger um, the up and coming musicians is be careful who you get involved with. She unfortunately got burned a couple of times and, uh, you know, she's very vocal about helping younger artists about watching their best interest. Yeah. I think it's so important for people to speak out about things like that. Um, and, and it, it's unfair when people bring such a vulnerable art to the table and they want to share it with people and then they get taken advantage of or they don't get treated fairly or um, and things like that. And I've had so many people that I have worked with, like I said, or um, that have been a mentor to me that have had things like that happen to them. And they're really good people and they just are doing what they love. But at the end of the day, I totally agree. And I think it's, I think it's great of her that she speaks out for that because I do think me three years ago would have had no idea had nobody said that to me. And I would have just been like, yeah, you know, right. It sounds good. And you want to jump on it. Oh, we'll sign a a record deal for you or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) So what are your future plans scholastically? So I can learn some more music business stuff. Um, and after that, I'm, I'm not really sure, but I'm just going to keep performing and doing my thing, coming between here and Nashville and just learning as much as I can. Fantastic. So you are all in. Like, all in. You're all in for music. Yes. Um, even if I can't use, you know, my major for being a performer, I can still use it to be in the business side of things, or I could still use it to be a songwriter, um, you know, sign a publishing deal. I, I am just, as long as I can be creative and be in the industry and be around what I love to do, I'm happy. So, I mean, I don't think that there's a wrong way that this path could really take me if I'm being honest with you. Excellent. That's so exciting. I can't wait to watch your journey because I really think you are a flower that's just ready to blossom. Um, out there. I, I've heard some of your music. I've watched your little videos on your website and, you know, you get some good people behind you and uh, I think you get some fantastic things coming. Absolutely. I'm so excited to release um, the music and to really get things out there because I, I mean, I'm just like so excited, like just antsy to get these songs done. I've been texting my producer. I was just texting him today. I'm like, so when can we go in and finish recording vocals for these songs? Because I just, I want them to come out and I want people to hear them. And I'm so excited. I mean, I'm probably going to post them a hundred times, but um, I, I really just want everyone to hear them and, and love them as much as I do. I'm so excited for them. 
Awesome. Us too. And for our listeners, please follow us at Musicians and Beyond and also follow Ava at Ava.Connell. It's A-V-A-A dot C-O-N-N-E-L-L. Correct? Yeah. Yes, All it right, is. So I make- need to buy username a little bit more user friendly, but um, <laughs> okay. All right. So you are, you are a singer. You're a songwriter. And what instruments are you interested in or are currently able to play? So I, I play guitar. I'm by no means like I can't get up there and shred the guitar. I'm not the best guitar player in the world, but I kind of use it as a vessel to create melodies and help me write my songs. But I'm really interested in learning the piano. I think that that's going to be a game changer for me because it'll help me learn more about music theory and things like that. Um, my parents have a friend, um, his name's Dave McLean, and he's written some of our songs together, and he went to Berkeley for music, so he has been preaching to me, you need to learn piano, because it's going to help you understand so much more about music. Yep. Um, so I-, I took a few piano lessons a while ago, but I-, I just haven't gotten around to it yet, and I think in the next few months, I'm definitely going to try to focus my attention on learning piano. Nice, and are you a believer that if you can play the piano, you can play just about any instrument out there? I think so. I think I'll be able to have a better opinion on that once I play piano. But um, I, I think that, like I said, piano will help me just grow as a musician so much. Um, so I'm really excited to learn that. And I also would love to learn electric guitar um, because I think that that would be really cool. Um, I love the way it sounds, especially after I started listening to Co Wetzel. I was like, mm, yeah, I love electric guitar. But um, I, I would say those three would be my main instruments. Awesome. Um, also, and banjo are super cool. My mentor and old guitar teacher, David Ellis, um, he plays the fiddle. Um, and so he, that was actually one of my first shows was at Eddie's Attic in um, Atlanta. And he accompanied me and he played, I can't remember if it was the fiddle or the banjo, but he he played them and I loved the way it sounded. And I, I, I would love to learn that too. Yeah, some of your shows you do as a solo gig, and others you have a couple of other musicians up there with you. Yes, um, I really like to do solo gigs um, because I feel like they're easier for me um, personally. But if I could play with anybody, it's David Ellis. He has been working with me for so long, and he just understands me as an artist. And that's really hard sometimes is connecting with other artists. I guess maybe some of it is because I'm used to working with David and um, us. I mean, I've been working with him for years and years and years. So I think just finding people that really believe in you and that you click with and that understand what you want to do and understand your styles and, um, and, and are honest with you and tell you, Hey, I think you could work on this or, you know, next time you get on stage, improve on this. And he's always been very honest with me. He's always, um, been able to steer me in the right direction. And I've been very appreciative of that. So Ava, that's awesome. And we appreciate you coming on today with us and taking your time. We can't wait to watch your journey because you got some awesome stuff ahead of you. We can't wait to hear this new music you got coming out and hopefully we'll see your name up in the, in the big lights someday. Yes, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. Well, keep up the good work and thank you very much for everything. We wish you the best of luck. And I think we gained a new friend today and we want to thank you for being our new friend. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This has been such a great experience. 
awesome. Thanks for coming on. Thank you.